Hi everyone, welcome back to Not Another. It's your favorite a lesbian in training, Alex, and I'm here today with an amazing guest and we're gonna talk about some really, really queer stuff. If your ears are not lubed up and prepped for all the queerness that's gonna come out of these two headphones or earphones, if you're not like millennial Gen Z and you're wearing like the old school over the ears, I'm gonna give you a second to breathe, stretch, shake, let it go and come back in. Okay, I'm assuming that you've done all that already. I have an amazing guest with me. I luckily just got to meet this person today. You're going to get to sit in and enjoy this amazing experience we're going to have. She is based in New York, and she has been doing some incredible, amazing work as the founder of Gay Joy, which is a space that she creates for queer women, queer people of all of all walks. But a lot of the times, a lot of really, really great opportunities for queer women to get together and celebrate themselves in a place where they feel seen, heard, appreciated, and loved. She has a newsletter for Gay Joy that comes out every week straight to your inboxes, which I cannot recommend subscribing enough. Seriously, like just, we're going to have the info for you at the end of the pod like we always do, but just put your email in. It's worth it. I promise. Hi, Nicole. Welcome. Alex, thank you for having me. Nicole. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you for being here. I, uh. Oh my God, an honor. What is this, the White House? (laughs) My God. Um, Wow. So maybe a little background noise. I do have roommates. I live with my sister. So just a heads up on that. Oh, you are good. You are all good. Hello, sister. This is real and raw. Exactly. Uncut. Um, (laughs) no, but I'm thrilled to be here. And, you know, I will, I will just say on Gage Way that we, we center lesbians, trans, non-binary folks in of course in our space and um, I'm excited to talk to you more about it today and origin of how it all came together and what I what I hope to do in the future so thank you for having me I'm thrilled thank you for being here you are I know you are a busy busy person so I'm so thrilled that you took some time out to talk to us I as like a queer woman myself uh been in a relationship with a woman for about five years now wonderful wonderful woman we are very much in love we're very happy we have two cats one of which is sleeping right above me as we speak if it could not be more queer we have two that cats. is very predictable uh, of you <laughs> So yeah, I know. I, we You know what? Sometimes we need to feed into the stereotype. I don't Whenever. have cats, but my neighbors are 80-year-old lesbians. They've been in the building that I'm in for decades, and they have two cats oh, that live in our hall. That's so cool. So they, they roam the hall, so they're like the whole floor. You know, we share the cats, basically. So I feel like I... That's that's such like a, a TV show moment or like a movie moment that like the old is. lesbians have two cats that run the building. Yeah. I actually could probably get like Eddie in here if I like open my door. Well, maybe at the end we'll do it. Oh my God. We're going to get an exclusive sneak peek of a lesbian cat. I love to see it. This is wonderful. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about Gay Joy. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to know, I think it's really, really cool that this was like your brainchild and this kind of came to be out of just like the pureness of wanting to create this really welcoming, warm, queer space, which I, I, I use the term queer blanket. That's just how I identify. And in turn, I kind of use that term as like a, you know, I think that queer could kind of be a nice, safe umbrella for everyone. Yep. Granted, I do know that not everybody necessarily agrees with the term queer. And in turn, I do not want to mislabel you in any way. I am using for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of saving some time because we got a lot of ground to cover. That's the term I'm using. Great. Do you find that to be fair? Yeah, I strongly identify with the term and Gay Joy identifies with the term as well. I, I like it's what I love to hear. I've, and I've worked on the wording over time, and we can talk about that. But mm. the the terminology that I usually use to describe myself, or I'm I'm a lesbian, I'm queer, um, and gay joy itself is uh, a community that center is a queer community centering lesbian, trans, non-binary people. Because I do think that that part is is important, and everybody's totally. welcome to our spaces. But I think if you 
and and you know it, what we create is is meant to be shared allies queer people alike um but i i do i i, I think it comes across in like our instagram which is house gay joy mm-hmm. like you can kind of see who's like coming to hang yeah totally totally so i did i did creep your instagram Yay. because I, your girl does yeah, research but also I, as soon as my producer who linked us together jamie she told me what you do she obviously informed me of the newsletter and i signed up instantaneously wow, thank you but i will say i creeped it and i figured that queer would be a pretty safe word to use yeah. that everybody who is kind of involved would understand and kind of rally behind i do i do know that there are certain people who really do strongly identify with the terms they use and for that i say good for you i love you very much your terms are valid. Yes. But for the sake of me, I'm just going to say queer. So as, as if I were to be going to a Gay Joy event, for me, I would consider that a queer Absolutely. Space. You formed Gay Joy. When did you, when did this puppy come yeah. together? So the, uh, you know, funny enough, um, the origin of Gay Joy was a virtual event that I threw during the pandemic. I was really mm-hmm. um, missing queer connection and queer space and, you know, I, I really strongly believe that, that queer space is paramount for survival. And um, so I, you know, I, I one day woke up and I decided that I would throw together a virtual concert. I have a couple of friends who are musicians. I reached out to them. Hey, can you play Friday night? We want to do this like queer concert. And I ended up getting four queer musicians and um, about like 80 people who were around the globe showed up to this event to listen to to music and after there was like a post game where we went to club quarantine um but what really really happened was i loved i loved how (laughs) i felt bringing people together it was such a special night like it was a fucking cool feeling like i I, Mm -hmm. like i knew in a dark time that i gave people like a moment of fun and connection and actually alana hyam zoom bombed uh concert shout out no to fucking way uh, baby hyam yeah, came yeah. in lauren uh yapilator an an amazing um uh lesbian in new york is connected to them somehow and she she didn't even really like tell me like she kind of was like i i think she maybe mentioned it before i don't know but yeah lana came and like some of the musicians got to sing for her and she was hysterical and it was just i was it was a special time that is so cool. That is, I love, I am, you know what's so funny? I'm not even, like, this is not planned at all. I literally have my <laughs> and music signed high and poster wow. right here, I ready to go it. at any given moment. I love it. If anybody name drops them, I, as like a Jewish queer woman, yes. having Haim in the spotlight is just like, yes. godsend. I, I, I'm so <laughs> with you. Um, and if you couldn't tell, I'm also a Jewish queer woman, so... I know. No, you don't yeah, even need to tell me. We feel it. It's true. There's a tribal thing yeah. here where you exactly. feel it. Yeah, you know. Exactly. You know. My my significant other is not Jewish, and it's kind of very difficult to explain, like, the cultural similarities that you feel when you're in a room with another Jewish person. You just instantaneously are like... Totally. Oh, that's like my cousin. Totally. That's like my totally. sister. Like, yeah, absolutely. She's like, I don't get it. Whenever I go, you know, whenever I walk into a room, I don't see every other Christian person. I'm like, oh, that's my cousin. I'm like, yeah, because that's like every person in the world. No, there's like got to be a kindred spirit exactly. thing here. Exactly. I love it. I love it. The, uh, you know, 
I, I used to say like, I have, my gaydar has gotten pretty good over time and it's now mm. like, it's become their like psychological elements that I, I bring into like whether or not I'm trying to decide if someone's gay, which I do all the time, but I've always had mm. such excellent gaydar. That's like, Ooh, you know. is there anybody that you've clocked? Like, okay. So do you have good, like, I don't I'm not just going to say so lesbian, but there's not a good blanket term. So like, do you have good like celesbian gator? Was there any celebrity that came out? You're like, I could tell. I, I have this I had this experience the other month where I was at a my girlfriend's mother has access to a um a uh, a box at Madison Square Garden for work. And so Ooh. we and she's like an amazing doctor and it's a it's a amazing perk that um, we we've gotten to take yeah, advantage of it. She works for it. She works She's for had it. Quite the, okay. quite the uh, the uh, impressive career. And so we were in this box at uh, the Billie Eilish concert in February. And in the box, two or three boxes down, were Cara Delevingne, Selena Gomez, and Demi Moore together in a box, which was really like my lesbian like senses were tingling, like hardcore. <laughs> Like, what the fuck are Tara and Selena hooking up? And so this was my, like, Selena could be queer moment. And okay, and it, it later comes out that, and Demi in the box is also kind of, you know, <laughs> confusing. She's like queen mother. She's like, she's like milf to all lesbians. I understand. Yeah. It's I'm beyond. I'm like, why are you three together? It's beyond. And I had no proof of Karen and Selena, but later we learned that they were together on only murders in the building which mm-hmm. jamie is typing no chemistry on only murders in the building no i never i didn't watch i didn't watch it but anyway i i did think maybe selena maybe selena could be queer and i think that she would obviously i say this in a very like this is a light way of putting this but i feel like every woman or, or tr- whatever any every person who identifies as a woman that has not if you don't have any form of queer urge, don't, don't act on queerness. It's fine. You don't have to. But if you have even like a small fucking inkling and you're like, maybe I could kiss a woman, do it. Kiss the woman. I'm telling you. Yes. I'm telling you. You could be like, oh, no, never again. That was not for me. But it could also be like, oh, this is the best thing that's ever happened in my entire life. Yeah. Because kissing girls, kissing women totally. is the best thing in the whole world that's ever happened to people. Point blank I, that's just in all of history. I couldn't agree more. In my opinion. You, you, my you opinion. actually hit on, and I, I'll, I'll tell you more about the gay joy origin story, but... And I like, you know, I went, I, I, by the way, I did not watch the Billie Eilish concert. I could not take my eyes off that box. They were like four boxes away. And I was like breaking my eyes, like squinting. Um, That's so my, funny. It was a good show. So I'm sorry you didn't yeah, really exactly. get to see she, it. Billie's but... amazing. She could, I'm like, is she queer? But I don't know. Oh, girl. But yeah. I will She's tell you it. now, the Billie Eilish queer energy that radiates out of her it's eyes. Crazy. It's just her eyes alone. Yeah. I'm like, what are you? What? Totally. What are you doing? How do you do that? I, I've rooted. I'm, I'm rooting for that. Um, the, Me too. The, Aggressively. The thing that I like do very well is I straddle the queer and straight community, the straight Jewish community. That's my upbringing, that's Long Island. And I went to UPenn. It was very, very, uh, my, my community was, was Jewish my whole life. Um, I have a twin brother. Mm-hmm. My sister is Completely. a year younger. And, um, what I have done and what I see my role as being is this like gate, this like 
hey, like, are, are you interested in, in kissing a woman? Are you interesting, interested in, in kissing someone that isn't who you're supposed to kiss? Like, come talk to me. Like, I'll, Are you hand-holding straight I, I people really over do. the bridge? And I, and I bring them in through Gageway. I'm like, come to an event. I've had people come to an event who have never kissed a queer person before and leave with a, with a partner. It has actually happened. Look at you. Twice. Look at you. And they're still together, two of these relationships. That's bonkers. That must feel really, really like, you know, I, I don't want to say validating, but kind of validating. That's kind of dope. Yeah. And I'm so that person in my group of friends who, you know, pushes people to explore and be open-minded because I, I still say this, like people will say to me, like ignorant people will say, but it's so, it's so much easier now. And I remind them mm -hmm. that it's still hard. Like we didn't grow up thinking oh, that yeah. we could be queer. Like I had a tough time coming out and I had no, you know, um, you know, you too, I'm sure. My, I want to hear your story. My whole like, okay. So we haven't, funny enough, this is like the first time that we've really talked about this on the pod, which is great because I don't think that there's been a guest where it would be like, you are the perfect person to have this conversation with. So, um, uh, my mom and dad, very, very open, very, very comfortable with the idea of having a queer child did not, it didn't phase them right in my head because I went to a South Florida private school where everybody was, where'd you, you go know, to school? Mostly Jewish. Uh, university School of Nova Southeastern University in South Florida. Why do you know people? In, are, I'm imagining that you have family in Boca or South Florida. Boca. Of course. You yeah. <laughs> Boca and Palm Beach. It's all the same fucking story. It doesn't matter. It's like literally any person that I mean. I met a girl today, a couple days ago, Dana Goldberg. Shout out to you, Dana, if you listen. Dana. We had Dana. I love Dana's, clearly. And uh, she had the exact same upbringing as me. We went to neighboring schools, and she knew the high school rapper from my fucking Jewish high school. Yeah. Who She's like, do you know who Jake Miller is? I'm like, yeah, I had English with him. She goes, oh, my God. He literally performed at, like, the county fair at my, like, like at my town. I'm like, okay, so we had the exact same Did upbringing. Did this guy He's make like, it? So do you have family in Long Island? Did Jake Miller make oh. it? Yeah, funny enough, yes. Look him up. He he's verified. He's got a lot of money. Wow. He's ripped. So we I'm, had one of those. I assume he made Alex Cohen. Yeah, AC. my name is AC. Did I he make, make it? all the ladies go crazy. He did not. He did not make it. His his <laughs> his last concert was in a uh, was actually maybe someone's bar mitzvah. That was the end. Oh, that's <laughs> the bar mitzvah circuit's not bad. I'm not gonna sneeze on the bar mitzvah no. circuit. That's pretty solid. Yeah. We, I haven't performed at a bar mitzvah yet. <laughs> you will. Alex. If anybody wants a bar mitzvah pod, if anybody would like somebody to record me to record a podcast at your bar mitzvah, please. Uh, my my Jamie uh, my Jamie <laughs> my producer will give you the uh, the info. But I'm gonna say. My coming out is not that thrilling. My mom told me in high school, she goes, it's okay if you're gay. You wow. Because I did not date boys. Wow. And I was like, I'm, I was like, mom, I am not gay. That's crazy. Like, I'm not gay. And then <laughs> cut to like three years later, it's my sophomore year of college. I come back. I'm like, yeah. So like, maybe I'm gay. I don't know. Whatever. Wow. And she was like, okay. She's like, that's totally fine. And the way that I really kind of confirmed it was I just was like, oh, that girl's really hot. Yeah. That's kind of like just, it was a very blanket based statement. And I knew that they were fine with it, but you always have that feeling in the back of your brain where you're like, are you going to say something bad right now? Like, is this going to go south? And my mom was like, oh, okay. She's like, I didn't expect that to be your type. Wow. And I was like, oh. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. 
it was super, I recognize my privilege in the fact that I, I got, I lucked out when it came to parents. Like my mom, my mom has a printed photo of my girlfriend that she shows people because she's like, is she not the most stunning woman you've ever seen in your life? Look at this woman. She's gorgeous. My daughter, this is my daughter's girl. She's gorgeous. Like it's very much like as if I married a Jewish doctor. Yep type of energy. That's so sweet. No, but it's, it's, I feel very, very lucky, honestly. And I recognize that not everybody has the same situation, but yeah. I feel blessed that uh, my coming out was really uneventful. Yeah. I wish that for a lot of people, I hope that obviously moving forward, we kind of are now, it's obviously still hard and everybody's personal coming out situation is different. It is not like an suddenly an easy thing to do, like you said before at all. But I'm hoping that now with a lot more like information available to educate the older generation, I'm praying that it becomes easier in society in general and that it becomes less stigmatized and a little bit, I think it is. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, personal experiences aside, I think like my mom knowing like the difference between like a drag queen and a trans woman is huge for somebody who's 70. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make that. She didn't know what that was before. She does now because it's becoming so much more accessible. Totally. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm praying for everyone, anybody who hasn't come out yet and anybody who, you know, is figuring themselves out. If, if I can give you one manifestation, it's that it's uneventful. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. How about you? My, I love that your mother said that to you when you were in high school. That's really amazing. Like I, (laughs) that was not something that was said to me. So I think, Hmm. I do wonder if someone had, so actually the way that I ultimately came out was I, I actually, I actually took time off from college because I was struggling with mental health and anxiety. And at the time, that was really scary to talk about. I was graduating and I graduated school in 2015. So like now you, I talk to all these younger kids and they're like, or college students and they're like taking gap years or like they taught they, you know, there is so much more visibility in, uh, in these spaces. So there's more, there's more advocacy uh, for for mental health and and queerness, of course, and and I think that uh, you know the culture is changing in such and, and the stigmas are are being broken in such a powerful way. Mm-hmm. Now I I talk about that time I took off with a like you know I used to be like I want to like do I how do I not have that on like a resume and now I'm like if an employer doesn't want me because. I have, I took time off to take care of myself and fuck them. That's not the right job for me. So now it's a, it's a part mm-hmm. of my story that I'm really proud actually that I took time then to when consequences were very low to deal with shit. And, um, yeah. I took time off. At, uh, I didn't want to do it, but my therapist at the time was like, it's something you have to do. And my parents got involved and they were like, all right, you, you know, you're taking time off. I agreed because I knew I had to come out and I needed, for some reason, I felt I needed to come out to my parents before anyone else. And I couldn't explore. I didn't feel safe exploring this without them knowing first. Came out to my mother in a letter. They were initially, I think they were freaked out. They didn't know how to handle it. They were afraid because they want, want a, wanted my life to be easy. And I think this, the Mm -hmm. initial reaction was, this is something that's going to make our daughter's life more difficult, which of course, that's what they thought. That's what society taught everybody, including me. Funny looking back, you know, it was ultimately, I ended up really coming out when I graduated and I was connected to another queer person, which is at the core of like my thinking with gay joy and queer connection and how important facilitating queer connection is. And, uh, but my, my parents today, what you were saying about your, you know, your mom showing everyone pictures of 
your girlfriend. That's that's how my parents are today. They're completely obsessed with my partner. My mom's phone yeah. phone background is my partner and I. There's a they have a gay that's so gay cute. pride flag in front of their house that they take out and put out in the field uh, in front of their house sometimes. Like in like a community where that's kind of honestly like uh, there's no other gay pride flag, you know, in the in the community. But no, I, the funny thing is no. now I say to them like, or and I say to people like, every one of my parents' friends has a gay kid now. When I came out, that actually wasn't the case because their friends they they I'm the oldest of my siblings. Most of their friends have younger children. Every one of them has a gay kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 the uh, it's kind of becoming. It, I don't want to say it's becoming the norm, but like the idea and the notion that sexuality is a spectrum and not just like a you're gay you're normal like that doesn't exist anymore there is no normal the normal is like you're alive you're functioning at a basic human level yep. you are breathing air and you are drinking water yep i actually know people who don't drink water which is i do like too insane but they're like i don't like the taste of it i'm like what are you my fucking girlfriend's saying? dad doesn't drink water it's nuts i'm so sorry to diss your girlfriend's dad but like, i just what, i think i'm doing that right now what is your what is your partner's dad's His name, name is brian brian do you want to create a formal apology to Ryan, Ryan right I, now for I really dissing. love you and I'm so you read I don't even think my parents read my newsletter and you read it every week so I like I just want to formally apologize I think it's Brian uh I as the host of this podcast who's never met you nor your nor your uh <laughs> lovely offspring I would also like to create a formal apology for creating a dis face that we that we put you in. I'm sorry about that. I'm sure you're wonderful if you listen to this podcast, Brian. This is a specific shout out to you. Hope you're having Ooh. a good day. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Brian representation. Um, so do you have anyone? A lot of Hyam is like a snag. That's like in that's like insane. Do you have any other like queer artists or queer celeb lesbians? Oh my god. Queer celebrities that you would want to have come and like either host a gay joy event or like arrive and perform is there any like dream gets that you're looking forward yeah, to Yeah, i love that question oh my god okay so i love this question i ask people sometimes like if you had an unlimited budget like what kind of queer event would you throw um i but i haven't thought about the answer myself entirely i i will tell you about the best event that i threw and um the one that i am the most proud of which it was it's something that came together and and then I'll I'll think out loud about how what the next iteration of that would be with you know with the of lesbian dream um host or performer the uh there's a skate park in Bushwick in uh I was walking by the skate park one day and met the owner and um basically was like could I like rent your venue out for an event and he said that they they do that it was it's kind of like you know it's all kind of like uh questionable in terms of uh it's an underground party let's just say um got it oh that's cool though that's punk yes and it was we had a punk concert in a skate park while queer people were skating and enjoying the space the skate space band that performed is a band called moon kissed they're they like they like perform naked like they take their shirts off they were running up and down the half pipes i had sold in four days 250 tickets to this concert and it was really like affordable which I always try to do with, with our events. And it was like, I've never, like, it was the coolest thing I've ever done. I was on, I was buzzing. Yeah, that I was sounds like the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in buzzing my life. from this event. And I would say, like, the cool thing there was I didn't know this band. And they had this, like, small cult following in New York. And they just fucking went for it. And that, like, a band like that was, like, any, I would take, 
another performance with them or another local queer band any day. And shout out to Dave's Lesbian Bar because they actually do a lot of cool live events with with local queer musicians. I, I tried to do one of our events. We did a battle of the bands, and it was a it was a tough. It ended up being a tougher event to market, but I love like local local scene local music scene that's so dope that's one of my favorite queer performers like i would say is perfume genius so big fan okay genius also like janelle monet i'm obsessed with who who else um I I just love like a sick. I would party. personally love to see. I would personally love to see Muna at an event. Yeah. I would like to see. I would like to see. Uh, I want to say Fletcher, but I want to have a conversation with you about Miss Fletcher. Yeah. In a moment oh, let's, because, let's definitely go there. Uh, I I would love to. Go yeah, because I've been. I have I have feelings that I feel like maybe I might have like a hot take on Hit this. Me. I don't know if it's a hot take, and I feel like we may have like akin feelings about this. So. If we're going to talk about Fletcher, we're going to talk about the TikTok song that I'm hearing nonstop about her ex-girlfriend's new girlfriend. We have to talk about And her. how yeah. the Becky's so hot. Okay. I think if I'm Becky, it's like a cool, weird thing. Like if I'm the, the new girlfriend, I'm like, oh, your ex-girlfriend wrote a song about how hot I am. I'm in a way flattered because that's dope as hell to have a song written about you. But at the same time, I'm like, this is kind of crazy sorry if i'm shannon the ex-girlfriend i'm mortified i am mortified and i am like beyond uncomfortable and if i'm fletcher i would never be fletcher (laughs) i'm sorry i just would never ever ever in my life think that i would never even bring this up to someone because i think it is so fucking weird that you wrote a song to like girl boss your ex-girlfriend's new relationship yeah like what is the what is what is the end game goal here yeah i have so many thoughts and i'm so aligned with you on parts one and two of what you said and if you are Mm -hmm. if you are becky actually this is the best moment of your life like your ex's hot famous ex wants to fuck you and suddenly you're in you're the most desired person you're you're catapulting to fame right now mm-hmm. and if you're Shannon and you feel so wanted she's Becky's like probably like it's weird but she's loving it if you're Shannon yeah it's, you're like deeply pissed off at Fletcher you're you're deeply uncomfortable yeah. I'm, I'm with you it's been it's a it's a weird position to be in. It's going to create weirdness in your relationship. Most likely conversations will be had. It's it's a weird position to be in. I feel bad for Shannon. I, I actually think that, that it was a savage move on Fletcher's part to, to do this. I do too. And also all of the fans, like all of the Fletcher fans from what I'm seeing, like, because that at first I heard the song one time and I was like, oh, okay. Like, all right, whatever. People have done that before. It's fine. And then uh, literally I could not stop hearing it. TikTok, it hit the TikTok algorithm in a way where it was like that Lizzo song. Have you seen the, the video? Friggin, um, Have you seen the music video yet? I've only seen it one okay. time. I've seen it once <laughs> with Bella Thorne. I've seen it once. Uh, I think every queer woman has seen it once. And um, it's, (laughs) Jamie just put, it's always Bella. How is it always Bella? (laughs) 
Who is Bella she? Bella Thorne. How do you always pop is, up everywhere, is, bitch? I don't even know who Bella Thorne fucking is. She used to be on, I want to say she used to be on Disney Channel, right? Was she an ex-act? Yeah. I think she right. was in like that realm and a, a, a younger actor of some kind. She's like a C-list actress, says Jamie. She's a poppin' OnlyFans, though, from what I've been told. Interesting. She's, like, thriving and booming over there. Her and Tana Mojo, booming. Alex, I do have to say one thing. Yeah. I have to say one thing, which what? is there's something what? I respect about Fletcher actually, okay. actually, like, sharing. Like, she's, there's something authentic, even though she's being, I, I think, uh, a bit, she's not respecting any sort of boundary. And it's, okay. I, I think it's a bit disrespectful what she's done. But she's fucking speaking a, a true, like, truth, like a true lesbian truth. That's like, I, like okay. I am thinking about my ex, my ex's girlfriend in a way that is, yeah. And I like, I res, I respect the fact that she has is making art from such a such a truth. But I I just yeah, I, I unfortunately think that what she's done is actually was was not really the right thing to do to her ex. Yeah. So. I being a, I'm away because they're coming to get us. Hold on one second. <laughs> that's the sounds that's, of the city, baby. Get into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The big apple and I'm in the big onion. Apparently that's what Chicago is called. That's what my friend Evan told me. I kind of think she might've made it up, but so I, when we first started this podcast or this episode, I was wearing a 1989 sweater. So I am a Taylor Swift fan okay. inherently. Amazing. And I understand the take that Fletcher is taking because Taylor has taken it before. She has a song called Better Than Revenge, which she's not super proud of now, where she basically is like, it's like the, it's like the opposites. It's like a different lane on the same road. Uh Do you know what I mean? Where she's basically like, this girl stole my man. I'm going to call her out. It's like a slut shaming. Whereas Fletcher is like, I'm going to humiliate my ex in the way that's like, I'm going to try to fuck your new girl, which is like different route obviously flattering the person instead of really insulting them but still the end game is i'm disrespecting my ex point blank period which is whatever people have done it in music forever i can't say i've ever loved it like misery business paramore Haley williams retired the song because she's like i don't feel comfortable with the way that i handled this wow yeah yeah she doesn't sing it anymore the only time that she sang it recently was when billy eilish brought her out at coachella and they sang it together which was really it, they sounded great but Haley like does not sing it anymore because she's like i don't i'm not the same person that i was when i wrote the song wow i didn't know that good for her yeah yeah <sighs> Haley williams chef's motherfucking kiss of a woman i like if i i love that woman she's so 10 out of 10 whatever i love her more i love her but with fletcher right now and especially i do think that there's a difference between the times that like taylor and Haley released these kinds of records that are like you know savage and very pointed and very like you know what this is about in a time where it's not as accessible to all of the information that is like behind the song itself there's a little bit more nuance whereas with Fletcher it is on like the information super highway whereas like in 30 seconds you have the entire history of this person the person she's singing about her all of it there is a a a boundary that no longer exists just in the way that technology works in general and the music industry as a whole social media has broken down the barriers of what it is to be ambiguous yeah. in, social, in in music is what I would say. And so with Fletcher, 
the only reason that my my I have more of an issue, I'm happy that she is like kind of taking this heteronormative narrative that's like, I can be savage too, which is dope as fuck. Women, be savage all the fucking time. But do not let it be at the expense of somebody else's comfortability, especially somebody that you loved. Like what that happened is, between you them? You are put this person on blast. I thought it was a pretty amicable split. From my knowledge and understanding, it was a pretty regular split. They just went their separate ways. I don't think... Jane, can you fact check me and just triple check the I think you said that so well, though, Alex. And I I kind of accidentally started to cut you off. But like at the expense of someone you love. No, you're good. It was agreed. Yeah. It's just like I I have have exes in my life. I I don't have a ton of exes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might feel types of ways about your exes. We all do. You know what I mean? Like... And even if you're going to write something about it, just don't use their their name, dude. Like, use another name. Let it be a little ambiguous. Don't lead them right to the Instagram handle. Because now it's become the world's business. Why do you think she did it? Because she wanted because she wanted clout. And she got it. She did the thing that's like, you you walk the line of the safe route in music, which is like, you know, Becky with the good hair. Which is like Beyonce shading Jay-Z and saying, yeah, he cheated, but I'm not going to tell you with who. Which is like, creates a buzz if you're the biggest artist in the world, but you don't need to to take the serious dig. You know, Uh, you don't really need to pack the punch with the brass knuckles on. But when you're a younger, an indie artist in a giant ocean of people who are trying to do the same thing as you, and you need to stand out, you do the thing that most people wouldn't do. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, you dive in completely. Do you know what? And that's what she did. What I like, it's a brave choice. I had never really listened to a Fletcher song until this. So, of course, and I I think she's exactly what you said. Like she's she's a young indie artist. Like she could be irrelevant. Yeah. And so this is like the you know this is the route she chose. Oh, okay. Jamie gave us the info about their breakup. During the pandemic, Fletcher returned to her native New Jersey to be with her family and then girlfriend of four years, YouTuber Shannon Beveridge. Yet the pair broke up in the midst of quarantine when the artist was still working on her own codependency issues. Their breakup was announced in the 2020... Oh, her, their breakup was announced in 2020 upon the release of Fletcher's X tapes, but it's sex tapes, after the two created an entire visual album while quarantining together in New Jersey. By all accounts, that album indicated an amicable breakup where the former partners could reasonably stand to create art together. Mm. So then after all of that came out, then she did the Becky thing and Shannon who hadn't really spoken much about Fletcher to my knowledge. I really, again, was not well. Everything I know about Fletcher is against my will. Yeah. It, let's just put it that way. Like I don't, I never looked up anything about Fletcher. It was thrusted upon yeah. me. Yes. You know? Yes. And so, Fle- uh, not Becky. Oh my God. There's so many girls. Shannon was like, Shannon was like, yeah, nobody ever, nobody ever ran this past me. Yeah. I found out when all of you did that this was happening. Right. Alex, by the way, who's your type? Fletcher or Shannon? Or Becky? Oh, oh, isn't this a thing? Okay. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, a part of me wants to say I love a Shannon because I think that they're, you know, a little bit more calm, have kind of like a vision for what they want to put together and they they seem kind of with it. But it's like a, it's like a Shannon son with like a, maybe like Jamie, a Becky. obviously. Do you know what obviously I mean? Obviously you're Fletcher or Becky. <laughs> Jamie obviously wants the chaotic. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a Shannon solid son with like a Becky Moon. I think is like my type. You know? <laughs> no, I'm also a top. That's the funniest thing. I'm just attracted to tops. Interesting. 
Interesting. Oh, aggra- Oh, without, please. Are you fucking kidding? If you could look at my nails right now, they're a war zone. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Alex, interesting oh, that you that. Can we talk more about that? Do you talk about that on podcast? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Did you? Yeah, so, I don't care. So here's, here's my, this is one of my favorite topics, <laughs> I, I have to say. Mom, I'm sorry. Let me just really quickly preface this because I have not ever <laughs> spoken about my sexual uh, orientation as a woman with women. So mom, I know you listen to every single one. If you want to skip ahead, I will text you <laughs> the uh, timestamp. But if you don't want to skip ahead, we're not discussing this when I see you next. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know Jewish moms. They're, she's going to want to talk about oh, it. So yeah. let's, just, let's just skip oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I love I love uh, I love that warning. That's fair. Yeah. When I first started dating women, I I was not I was I was being set up uh, most frequently with with people who were like me. And by that I mean I was when I first came out I was definitely more femme than I am today. And I mm-hmm. I ended up that was partly who I was being set up with and like who I thought I was attracted to. Over time, right. it changed so much, and I realized that I both. Am very much attracted to more uh, butchy queers or or butchy women, and I totally. also need to be with someone who is more dominant than me in the bedroom. And I had so many failed early dating efforts because of I, I didn't know this about myself that this was like this, yeah. you know this was something I. <laughs> Ignore Jamie. Ignore. Just close the chat. She's going to be chatting to herself. Don't let her throw you off. Jamie, stop. Everything that she's saying is is gold. And if she were on the pod, it would be great color commentary. But right now, you're not on the pod. (laughs) Jamie, I love you. But like she just said for the sake, I'm going to I'm going to give one Jamie quote and then that's going to be it for now, Jamie. Uh, she said, I love a femme who calls me mummy, M-U-M-M-Y, which is very uh, Jamie coded if you've ever met her. That's <laughs> the most Jamie Canadian lesbian shit in the world. I'm quite upset. Seeing women who are more Yeah, femme. and I just, it wasn't, so ultimately what I ended up doing is I literally put on my hinge, I am looking for a top. I don't even like come here if you are not, not a top. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I would have like, I'd be on date trying to like suss it out of people like is this my girlfriend today on our on our second date we were walking home and I remember like trying to strike a conversation with her I didn't have great ways to bring this up like the the ways people bring this up the way the way that a straight person brings this up is they say are you the boy or the girl in the relationship which is obviously oh yeah 100% but it was those are the terms that we had you know so yeah which we're rewriting we're rewriting we you know we're yes we are those are the terms we had Anyway, I am like, thank God I found, I found the terms. Thank God I found the, you know, my way to the terms. And I was not a, absolutely. I, I ultimately, I, gay men talk about this a lot. And my friends and I talk about this a lot. Oh yeah. Too, by the way. Well, they have, I think, I think, and I, my uh, old roommate and best friend, Michael and I have open conversation about like sex all the time, just because we are both curious about the others. Not, not, not us physically but like the experience that you have is like a man with a man and like a woman with a woman because we'll never experience that no matter what so we always like to have open open open-ended conversations like he'll ask me about the female orgasm all the time yeah and i'm like yeah no it 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 happens he's like then why does everybody say it doesn't i'm like because you're talking to men yeah wow i'm like because you're talking to other men who don't know that it happens but whatever whatever the point is um men i think have to speak in those very like archaic terms because it's like literally a biological thing. It's like a, you are either 
uh, receiving or you are giving, yeah. which is a better way to even put it than a top and a bottom. Because I feel like that's very, you know, you're slapping a red stamp on somebody's face. It's like the, you know, the scarlet letter, yeah. if you will, which is, there's no, there's no bad place. Like there's no bad place. If you want a top, you should, I think every person point blank period should be in a relationship where they feel comfortable for like being versatile yeah that is like the, the the golden space is where you don't think that like oh this person would never do this right do you know what i mean like oh my partner would never do that like they're not whatever xyz like you should always be in a in a position <laughs> position you should always be in a place where it's so fucking stupid where you think you're you're comfortable and open to discussing the possibility of switching up the typical roles or if you you know because sometimes you have a you have an urge where you're like I want to be totally um I want to be baby totally you know you 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 handle it I want to just relax totally but no I am I am if I had to identify myself I am a top yes and and you know I I say that I'm a bottom but I I would say I'm a power bottom more so than a bottom. Oh, go off. Queen. But most of okay. my most of my fantasies exist within a world where I am being dominated. So that is my go. Off. This is my like. Yeah. I would say, I'll I'll like I'll dominate too. But I when I like at the end of the day, like if I'm if I'm fantasizing about something, you know, it's it's usually I'm usually in, in a role in a bottom. Can I tell role. you? This is the weirdest thing because my girlfriend and I talk about how I am so weirdly attracted to other tops as a top. But like I, my number one female crush in the entire universe is Kate Blanchett. Point blank period. Wow. Like, wow. I would give it all up in two seconds. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter if she was like, I'm going to kiss you on the lips and then I'm going to push you into oncoming traffic. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Whatever well, she's a top. Doesn't she's matter. a top. Oh, I mean, she's a top, yeah. but she's also with, have you ever seen her husband? I, I don't think I've ever seen her husband. I'm going to ruin your day. Okay. I'm going to ruin your day. Look up her husband right now. Okay. Look up her husband right now. You're going to get this reaction live. Oh my God. Get out of here. <laughs> nope. Get the hell out of here. Nope. How? Yep. Right? How? Right. I'm fucking saying. How? Of course. She could bag I mean. any woman on the face of the earth. Any woman. And she is with a man who looks like an extra from the Lord of the Rings. He really does. That is Sorry to Andrew Upton. I know your name. I, I think about swapping bodies with you every day, unfortunately. Wow. But sorry to Andrew Upton. He's but... got this like he must be like British. I feel like he's got a he is. I think he is. Which is going to add... He's a playwright. This is, the, this is the epitome of, like, he's a six, but he's got a British accent and he's a playwright, so it, like, gives him... He's, like, an eight. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> that was really good. Sorry, Cordelia. I woke up the cat again. Um, <laughs> I... No. Kate Blanchett is, like, my number one, but she's so aggressively, like, a top. Oh, yeah. She's so ridiculously a top. I love Natasha Leone, but oh, we I, have so many similar fucking... similar characteristics that it makes me sick. She is your, it makes she's me sick. your like, personality doppelganger. Down. I'm, no, I know. Oh, I know. And it. it's, like, a weird thing. Do you know that... It's a weird thing because gay men do this thing on... I don't want to cut you off at all. No, don't Sorry, go. You go no, you go. You go. Okay. So gay men have this thing where I have a lot of... We both probably have a lot of gay male friends where they love to date and fuck people who look just like them. Have you ever seen this phenomenon? I have, indeed. I want to fuck people who who talk like me or say things that I would say. Like, I look at Natasha in Russian Doll and I'm like, oh, I'm so turned on by her. And my girlfriend's like, you've said half of those words today alone <laughs> in this episode. You have used half of those sentences. And I'm like, 
Oh, brother. I love oh, it. Oh, no. I love it. Look, if there's anyone to be like, she is a, a, a an excellent choice. I'm, oh, she's so uh, hot. Okay, what were you fan. saying, my doll? I, I just, I learned this about Natasha Leone. I'm a big fan of the New York Times crossword puzzle on Mondays. Okay, so just mm-hmm. Mondays, but it's like my, when I'm like too addicted to Instagram and I need to peel out of that, that's my like go-to solution on my phone. And she's like a mm-hmm. crossword puzzle. She has actually created Times Square. Natasha Leone has created. This is like a very fucking hard thing to do. She's created Times crossword puzzles before, which I am like she'll col- no she'll way. like randomly collaborate on a New York Times crossword puzzle. Like that's so sexy. I, know, I know, I know, it really is. Like so, sometimes like, so you'll literate. do the puzzle and you'll see like Natasha Leone. She's, she's so literate. She's that's so hot. Yeah, she's so literate. I think a lot of the hotness actually is, and it's a, a tra- she's intellectual. And like, oh my God. You know, that's where so much of it is. Incredibly. And I feel like a lot of people view her almost as like a caricature because she has like the voice and the big hair and, you know, she smokes the cigarettes and whatever. But it's like, oh no, like I could marry you. Like I could, I would, I would love to watch you just work your brain for the rest of my life. I mean, speaking of interesting choice and husbands, are they married? I don't know if they're married, yeah. but that's bizarre. Kate? Oh, oh, we're talking about Fred and yeah. Fred and yeah, they're, they're, they broke up. They did? Yeah, boo. That's why she, she looks, did you watch her on SNL? When? Was, did you watch no, Natasha Leone on SNL? When was she on? Oh, she did the finale of the final, the last season. They're still very amicable because Fred and Maya Rudolph um, guest appeared, but she looks so snatched right now wow more than i've ever seen she looks svelte she looks like wow toned down wow. she came out of this relationship and i don't know if it was because of the relationship or what the hell happened but oh she looks good she's, she's on good terms I'm on with the google she looks crazy she looks she she's in her gucci campaign era right now yeah to say the least damn what do you think of uh mckinnon I think she's great. I think she's super talented. I don't, she's not really my type. I think she's, she's wonderful. Wow. Um, and I think so fucking good. <laughs> I know, right? I told you. I'm Holy saying hell. she always looks good, but she looks better right now than she's ever looked. Like she is, she is, re- whatever she's doing, she's got to keep doing it. If she's juicing, if yeah. she's going to the gym, if she's smoking less, whatever the fuck yeah. it is, just yeah. keep doing it because you look she's, great. Her teeth uh, look unreal. Fuck. Yeah, her tits look crazy. Her tits look crazy. I, we'll talk about that off pod. But um, she is, Kate is so talented. She was a gift to SNL. SNL is going to sorely, sorely feel her loss. Agreed. I think. Agreed. And they're not going to find another one like her for a really long time. It was like the, the Kristen Wiig yep. wave. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Very much that. Do you watch every Saturday? I no not not as much anymore I I was really more like if it's either a musical guest that I love or a host I love that's fine yeah. if it's a duel I'll watch because I'm curious to see if musicians can act because that's not always the case <laughs> I'm sorry to tell people not always your fave you your fave first, does not need to act your fave does not need to act I'm so sorry like I love Taylor Swift we've said it before she's a doctor she's a songwriter she's a damn legend in the community she doesn't need to be an actor you know gaga did it she did it you know it's method so i don't know how much she really did but she did it harry styles is doing it i love harry styles he's doing a great job but like he's we love harry Styles. of course we do because we're fucking queer we we love harry styles who doesn't love exactly but um all in all if you are a singer and you're like maybe i could act like check first Check. Check. That's all I'm going to say. Just get a friend to tell uh, yeah, you. Check. Yeah, get, a, a get a real friend from your childhood. Get your cousin to tell you. Exactly. You know, they don't have any stakes that's in this a, game. That's, they don't have any stakes. That's, 
That's it's the cousin test. You do a little cousin test. Correct. I'm glad to see we're on such a, we're on such the same page. Of course. Okay. So we have talked a lot of things, which I really love. We've talked about gay joy. We've talked about the lesbian of it all, which is great because I haven't gotten the chance to do that with anyone yet. Wonderful. <laughs> And we talked about how great Natasha Leon's tits are and how scary Kate uh, Blanchett's goblin husband is. And now we're going to talk about something. I want you to talk. I'm going to give you the floor. If you have anything on your mind that you really want to spiel about, yes. it could be anything. It could be in pop culture. Oh, you do. Ah, wonderful. So I'm going to give it to you. Um, this is going to be your what's that about. Do whatever you want to do. Okay, let's do it. I thought about my what I was going to do for this section at in the middle of our in the middle of our conversation, I was very excited when I was like, oh, this is for sure what I'm talking about. So I have that. recently, I have started wearing um, my, uh, one of my, the looks I have felt most myself in, in many years. And it's like boy shorts. So long boy shorts, like the, the boy shorts I wanted to wear in like sixth grade. I have a twin brother, by the way, which I have like a whole, there's a whole thing about twins and queerness. I have a lot of friends who are queer and twins that that we could talk about we could spend a whole episode on i used to want to dress like him of course and you know i I, I was such a little tomboy and i my mom thinks i made this up but like whatever i couldn't dress like him back in the day in sixth grade i was supposed to dress like a woman dress like a girl and i was i felt like you know taken to girl store clothes stores with you know girl clothes by by the time I was entering seventh grade, the boy look was like not as socially tolerated. So I think mm-hmm. sixth grade was like the last year I was really allowed to, and I'm putting allowed in quotes, to wear my uh, my boy shorts. And so I'm bringing back boy shorts for myself. I am obsessed with the feeling. I only want to go out and buy, you know, 10 more pairs. The, the way that I ended up buying my first pair of boy shorts is a, a story that I almost forgot to share and um, it, it needs to be shared here. So there's a comedian, um, a, a, a lesbian comedian or queer comedian. Her name is Grace and I need to, what's her last name? It starts with a K. Oh, I know exactly who the fuck you are talking about. Her last name? Yep. Yep, What's yep. I love okay. Grace. How do you she was also it? in Search Party, cool and, and she did a great fucking job. Grace cool and Schmidt. Okay, so I'm walking down Fifth mm-hmm. Avenue, and I see Grace. It's like the day before Pride. Turn into Nike. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta go say hi and tell Grace that I think they're incredibly funny. And uh, I do. So I go into Nike and I get there and I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, what do I, I gotta buy something. And so I went and I like see this pair of shorts and I'm like, those are cool. Like, I'll get these shorts. I won't even try them on. I get in line behind Grace. It's my excuse to talk to her. And ultimately I ended up inviting her to a gay joy party, which, you know, in our conversation, I introduced myself because I was a big fan. She didn't end up, she didn't end up coming, but she was very sweet. Ah. Um, but she's the reason I've now like reintroduced this my fucking sixth grade Nicole like boy shorts tomboy I, I love how I feel frizzy Let's hair go. I'm leaning back into my frizzy hair I'm just like I, I feel like the, the best I feel so me so this is a uh, my plug for Dude, boy shorts that guys. is so fucking sick boy shorts and frizzy hair that's fucking sick yeah like girls get back into it like just wear the basketball shorts you always wanted to wear those little and one yeah, basketball, basketball shorts that you wanted to wear when you were really middle school yeah yeah no but boy shorts basketball Basketball shorts, They're whatever the so hell. Hot. Wear like, them. I, I remember seeing a girl at a party, a gush party, which is like the coolest party in New York, the coolest queer party. That like gay joy will never be this yeah. cool. It's run by people of color. It's like 
just uh, and it's really it's based centering um like people of color and- yeah but we can manifest we can manifest a sister situation oh, totally anyway but gush is the it's just the coolest one and uh i remember seeing a girl there in boys where she wouldn't talk to me I, I tried to talk to her i was really like crushing from across the room but now i'm realizing oh like i am channeling you now I might have to get a pair of I, Alex, shorts I think now, you'd honestly. slay it. You're influencing. I think you'd slay it. And be okay, you're shorts. influencing me. I think my girlfriend would be like, what the fuck is going on? I only know your top. <laughs> I don't know your style. Like, I, you know. I'm wearing, oh, I'm wearing, I'm wearing um, flare jeans at the okay. moment. Hold on, I can try to give you a little bit of the fantasy. Amazing. We got like the 70s style Oh, I love it. On. Okay, this is very you. And my little ringer tee. I love. Yeah, but I could wear I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll see. I'll, I'll report back for what the lady says for sure. Jamie says Dana. Dana would die. Dana. I don't know if it's a good die or a bad <laughs> die, but there's there's got to be a reaction certainly, and I will make sure to let you know. But listen, Nicole, thank you so much for taking some time out. This was like a really nice first chat. No, it was. I wish we had more time, dude. Listen, I am a human being who exists in this limitless space. So if you ever want to chat about anything ever, your girl is here. Amazing. I appreciate amazing, you. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you again. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and find Gay Joy? Yeah, of course. They so I, I really want everyone to find Gay Joy. We're writing this queer pop culture newsletter that like qu- quite quickly. The reason I um, we we obviously share a love for pop for pop culture, Alex. But the reason I started the newsletter is because I that like pop culture is one of my favorite escapes when like there's a, just a tough day and you know the crazy shit going on in the world. And I've been refreshing page six on my browser for like a decade now. And one day it was like where the fuck is the queer page six the my other i would say for uh um what was what was this last segment called wta what what's that about yeah. what's that about I'm, what's that I'm about i'm obsessed with newsletters like straight blog i used to read blogs in high school straight to my inbox you know this was so this was a, always a dream of mine to you know kind of start a newsletter and i just i did it i worked with an amazing writer her name's kira deschler and please sign up at gayjoy.co. You can find us on Instagram at housegayjoy. We're just an evolving thing. I have no idea what gayjoy will look like in a year. The goal is to lift up other communities and people in the community to create more opportunities for, for queer people, whether those opportunities be professional, romantic, or just to make friends and uh, have space. That's what I love to hear. Yeah, I, I love I love the work. Dude. So it's good stuff. Dude, you should. You're putting in really good work and you're giving people a really great space. So seriously, listeners, my friends, my dolls, my babies, my angels, if you don't go subscribe to the Gay Joy newsletter, and it's like not... Like y'all aren't getting important emails. It's not that serious. It's not going to flood your inbox. Okay. You're going to get a really sick exactly. email update from somebody who really cares about newsletters. So this is going to be like a good <laughs> one. It's not going to be a shit newsletter. You know, you're going to get a good newsletter and you're going to get to sit and read it and be like, oh, I'm queer. This person's great. If you're an ally, you have to do it because it's you reparations. Actually have to. So allies, you have to you do have it. To. Yeah. That's actually in the bylaws um, of listeners. Right. Podcast. So Nicole, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. I'm excited for a further friendship. And if I'm ever in New York and there's a gay joy event going, you can bet your ass I will be there in basketball. Hell yes. I love to hear it. We would love to have you. Your ticket's on me, Alex, next time you're here. (laughs) Ah, no shit. All right. That just made me giggle. Okay, great. 
I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear some more or you want to like know some more, you can go to our Instagram or our TikTok at not another podcast POP. And if you're inclined to go even further and go the distance and you're like, damn, I wish you had a newsletter. I don't, but I do have a Patreon and that's www.patreon.com forward slash not another podcast. Please stay hydrated. Please be nice to people. Please give a queer person a hug today. I love you so much and I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.